0: Welcome to the 10-Minute Medic, a podcast for busy paramedic students. I'm your host, Dr. Bill Young. Today's episode is entitled the three great imposters. The three most common STEMI ST elevation MI mimics found in cardiac patients are left ventricular hypertrophy, left bundle branch block, and early repolarization. Let's take a brief look at each one of them. Left ventricular hypertrophy can cause ST segment elevation, particularly in the left precordial leads. LVH is a condition that affects the heart. This condition is often the result of the heart working harder to meet the demands of the body, leading to an increase in muscle mass and wall thickness in the left ventricle. While this adaptation can initially be beneficial, long-term LVH can have serious consequences for the heart's function as well as its overall health. Let's examine the pathophysiology of LVH, its common symptoms, and the EKG changes associated with it, as well as maybe some of the various treatment options available to manage the condition. The pathophysiology of LVH can be attributed to various factors, including chronic high blood pressure, diseases of the cardiac valves, and other conditions that impose an increased workload on the heart. The heart responds to this increased workload by thickening its muscular walls, primarily in the left ventricle. This adaptation aims to enhance the heart's ability to pump blood effectively. Chronic high blood pressure is one of the most common causes of LVH. Increased pressure in the arterial system forces the heart to work harder, leading to muscle hypertrophy in the left ventricle. Aortic valve stenosis, a condition characterized by the narrowing of the aortic valve, can also result in LVH. The heart must pump harder to overcome the obstruction in the valve, leading to increased wall thickness. Mitral or aortic valve regurgitation. These conditions involve the backflow of blood into the heart, increasing the volume that the left ventricle must handle. Over time, this can lead to LVH. In some cases, LVH may have a genetic basis where individuals have a genetic predisposition to developing thickened heart muscle. Your EKG is a valuable tool for diagnosing LVH as it can detect electrical changes in the heart that result from the hypertrophy of the left ventricle. Some of these EKG findings may include increased voltage. One of the primary EKG changes in LVH is increased voltage. This is seen as... Taller R waves in the left precordial leads, those that are found on the chest, such as V5 and V6, as well as deeper S waves in the right precordial leads, such as V1, V2. Repolarization changes. LVH can also lead to repolarization abnormalities, including ST wave changes. The T waves may become inverted or demonstrate flattening. We can begin to see left-axis deviation. The electrical axis of the heart may shift to the left due to the enlarged left ventricle. A prolonged QRS complex. The QRS complex on the EKG may be prolonged, reflecting delayed conduction going through the hypertrophied myocardium. This is because the myocardium is larger. It's going to take longer to deploy that QRS. It's important to note that while EKG changes can suggest LVH, a definitive diagnosis usually requires further imaging studies, such as electrocardiography or cardiac MRI, to assess the structural changes in the heart more comprehensively. A second amendment is left bundle branch block. Left bundle branch block is an EKG abnormality that can often be misinterpreted as a STEMI, due to its similar EKG changes seen in the STEMI. However, understanding the pathophysiology, recognizing the distinctive EKG patterns and differentiating symptoms are critical to avoid unnecessary interventions and provide appropriate care to the patient. So once again, let's just take a look at the pathophysia of the left bundle branch block and its impact on the EKG. Left bundle branch block is an electrical conduction abnormality that occurs when there is a delay or a block in the electrical signals that travel through the left bundle branch of the his purkinje system, which is responsible for conducting impulses to the left ventricle. The left bundle branch normally divides into smaller fascicles, which facilitate the synchronous contraction of the left ventricle. In left bundle branch block, one or both of these fascicles are impaired, leading to delayed activation of the left ventricle. Some of the primary pathophysiological factors that can lead to a left bundle branch include cardiac structural changes. Structural heart disease, such as coronary artery disease, hypertrophic cardiomyopathy, or valvular disorders can affect the conduction system and lead to a left bundle branch block. Another one is age. As individuals age, degenerative changes in the conduction system may occur, ultimately resulting in a left bundle branch block. Idiopathic left bundle branch block. In some cases, no specific underlying cause is identified, and left bundle branch block is considered idiopathic. We just don't know. The EKG findings in the left bundle branch block are distinctive and can be easily mistaken for a STEMI. Understanding these EKG changes are crucial for accurate diagnosis. Some of these include a QRS widening. One of the hallmark ECG features of left bundle branch block is the widening of the QRS complex to greater than 120 milliseconds. This results from the delay in electrical conduction through the left bundle branch leading to asynchronous ventricular activation. Another would be broad slurred R waves in V1 and V2. In these precordial leads, left bundle branch block is characterized by a broad slurred R waves given the appearance of a rabbit ear or the letter M pattern. This is due to delayed activation of the left ventricular septum the absence of pathological Q-waves. Unlike STEMI, left bundle branch block does not produce pathological Q-waves in the leads where Q-waves are typically seen during an MI. Left bundle branch block can also lead to secondary ST wave changes, including the ST segment depression or T-wave inversion in the leads affected by the block. These changes can be mistaken for myocardial ischemia further complicating the diagnosis. Left bundle branch block may not produce specific symptoms, but it is often associated with underlying heart conditions that can cause a range of symptoms. Some of these common symptoms include respiratory distress. They may experience shortness of breath, especially during exertion, and this is due to impaired ventricular function. Fatigue. The heart's reduced efficiency can lead to fatigue and decreased exercise tolerance. Palpitations. Irregular heart rhythms, such as PVCs, may be perceived as palpitations. Chest pain. Although left bundle branch block does not directly cause chest pain, the underlying cardiac conditions may lead to angina or discomfort. The last of the three mimics we want to look at is early repolarization. Early repolarization is an EKG pattern often seen on EKGs, they can closely re- resemble the ST segment elevation seen in a STEMI. While early repolarization is generally considered a benign finding, it can lead to diagnostic challenges for the paramedic. Let's take a look at the pathophysiology of early repolarization, its EKG changes, and some of its symptoms, and how it has the potential to mimic a STEMI. Early repolarization is primarily a normal variant of car- cardiac repolarization. It occurs when the normal patterns of repolarization in the heart is altered. Repolarization is the baseline by which the heart's electrical activity returns to its baseline state, allowing the heart muscle to relax before the next contraction. In the case of early repolarization, this process is accelerated, leading to specific EKG changes. Some of these changes include uh, elevation of the J-point, Now remember that the J point is a point on the EKG where the termination of the QRS complex and the beginning of the ST segment occurs. In early repolarization, there's elevation of the J point which can mimic an ST segment elevation as seen in STEMI. You may also notice a notch or a slur in the ST segment. Along with this J point elevation, this may show a characteristic notch or slur that gives it a concave appearance. This is a distinguishing feature of early repolarization. Early repolarization is typically seen in individuals with structurally normal hearts without any underlying heart disease. It's commonly observed in young, healthy individuals. Early repolarization is often seen in the lateral and the inferior leads of the EKG, including leads one, AVL, and 2, 3, and AVF. EKG changes seen in early repolarization are key to understanding its mimicry of STEMI. While some of the features overlap with those of myocardial infarction, there are some differences. The most striking feature of early repolarization is the ST segment elevation, which can mimic STEMI. However, this elevation, again, is typically less pronounced and produces a concave configuration rather than the convex appearance that's seen in a true myocardial infarction. Unlike the dynamic EKG changes seen in STEMI, early repolarization typically remains stable over time. In STEMI, EKG changes evolve as the infarct progresses. Distinguishing early repolarization from STEMI is crucial, again, to to avoid unnecessary interventions, such as cardiac catheterization or thrombolytic therapy. There are a number of factors that can help with this. The first is, let's look at our patient. Assess the patient's clinical presentation and symptoms. Patients with early repolarization are usually asymptomatic or have mild and nonspecific symptoms, whereas those with a STEMI often present with severe chest pain and associated symptoms. Pay particular attention to the morphology of the ST segments. In early repolarization, the ST segment generally displays a concave shape, while in the STEMI, it has a more convex appearance. A true STEMI typically involves dynamic EKG changes over time that we can actually see, whereas early repolarization shows a consistent and stable EKG in its finding. Consider the patient's medical history, risk factors, and underlying heart disease. Early repolarization is commonly found in young, healthy individuals, while STEMI is more commonly found in those that have several risk factors, like coronary artery disease. Thanks for joining us on this episode of the 10 Minute Medic. Visit our Facebook page and let me know what type of topics that you would like to see covered. We'll try our best to get to those and give you credit as a shout out on the podcast. We exist to help the busy paramedic student, to be successful. On our next episode, entitled The Hotel California of Obstructive Diseases, we'll look at the pathophysiology and interventions needed for patients with asthma. Air can get in, but it can't get out, leading to all kinds of problems for these patients. I sure hope that you're able to join us.